2: Hi, everyone. Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. And you're listening to Growing Up The Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Ooh, boom shakalaka. And now
0: here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Ooh, boom shakalaka.
2: And today we have a special guest, my brother. I've been knowing this dude for like five years. I don't watch him, you know, produce. Right, all this other stuff, and now he's getting his shine, all his love. Yeah, Ali, what's going
1: on?
0: Yes, sir. What's up, fellas? Yeah, chillin', hey, chillin'.
1: Welcome to the pod, brother. Uh, yeah, Ali right. is a multi-platinum selling producer and artist. He's got a new EP coming soon titled "Dangerous."
2: And now it's time for the one or the two with J Skills
1: singing or rapping. Mm-hmm. Sing. Rapping from the south or rap from the west?
0: Rap right from the south.
1: Sidekick two or the iPhone four?
0: Um, oh, I wasn't even rap really of age to have a sidekick. I said iPhone.
1: Uh Sean John or off white?
0: Um, Sean. Devilore is still undefeated.
1: Rock aware or golf wang?
0: Uh, Rockaway for sure.
1: Whiskey or tequila? Tequila. Indica or sativa?
0: Sativa.
1: Vegas or Miami?
0: Miami.
1: <laughs> Coachella or Burning Man?
0: Um, Coachella.
1: Sesame Street or Reading Rainbow?
0: Sesame Street.
1: Lays or Cheetos.
0: Cheetos, of course.
1: Tennis or golf.
0: Oh, um, golf.
1: Sage or crystals. Crystals. Chris Brown or Usher. Crazy. Chris Rock or Cat Williams.
0: Oh. I'm gonna say Chris Rock.
1: Meg or Cardi?
0: Oh I can't answer that because I don't want to get in trouble.
1: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Nate dog or Ty Dollar sign?
0: Nate Dog.
1: DM or FaceTime?
0: Oh. FaceTime.
1: Writing or producing?
0: Mm, producer.
1: Casey or Jojo? Casey. Bobby Brown or the weekend?
0: Uh I said the weekend probably for me.
1: Mariah or Whitney? Mariah. The cool or food and liquor?
0: Uh, food and liquor.
1: The off season or born center?
0: Born sinner.
1: The hangover or super bad. Damn.
0: Ah oh, shit. I say finally super
1: bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel that one. Bad boys 2 or next Friday.
0: Bad boys 2 still with the action just
1: different. Yeah. The Dark Knight or Avengers Infinity War?
0: Dark Knight.
1: Nas or Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Rhythm and Gangsta or In My Mind? In My Mind. Alfredo or Pinata?
0: Um, probably Pinata.
1: Enter the Dragon or Rumble in the Bronx? <sighs> yeah,
0: Jackie was my man, so Rumble in
1: the Bronx. If-Man or The Karate Kid?
0: Karate Kid. (laughs) Um,
1: Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme?
0: Jean-Claude Van Damme, hands down.
1: Blade or Spawn?
0: Blade.
1: Denzel before training day or Denzel after training day?
0: Denzel. After training day, because he did those, like, he got some new series. I forgot. He like, a. Beating up niggas and equalizer. yeah. Equalizer. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I like that. Shit. Uh, KG or AD, KG Kobe as eight or 24,
0: Kobe with the fro eight,
1: Chris Paul or AI, AI Donovan Mitchell or Paul George, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> It's crazy because a couple of years ago that would not be the answer. <laughs> uh, Trey Young or Luca?
0: Luca. Just bigger. Different.
1: KD's Nets or KD's Warriors?
0: Um, KD's Warriors, because they already won it. They already know it was more in sink.
1: Yeah. Um Ben Simmons or Giannis shooting a free throw for your life? Ben Simmons. The wire or snowfall.
0: Man, I believe it or not, I never seen the wire.
1: Damn. Yeah, I I'm re-watching it right now. You gotta watch this. It's the greatest it's show. It's crazy ever.
0: because my homie Maestro, he was in the show. I know like uh, like three or four homies from the show, but I never I, I seen it because they post clips and shit, but I never seen it like throughout. But I seen like clips of it, but I seen snowfall, so I'm gonna go with snowfall.
1: Um Jordan's or Yeezys, Jordan's. Noon or midnight. No. Mexican food or Italian food. Uh, shit.
0: Italian food, heavier Mexican food, just a little quicker. I probably go Mexican.
1: Tupac or Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And the last one, Kanye West or Muhammad Ali. Um,
0: probably Kanye. 808
1: to Heartbreaks. That's your I favorite kind look-
0: of Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, I was at that uh, release party. That was a crazy-ass event.
0: Yeah, that shit was different. I, I fucked with that shit. I'm still mad I never, they never dropped that Robocop video with Amber Rose in it. I, I remember seeing like still that shit.
1: We'll never get it it's crazy but yeah that that event it was like 60 naked random models standing in the middle of a dark ass <laughs> room it's crazy but uh well that was a woman of the two so wow. <laughs> i didn't
2: even know they did a video for that but that's well yeah, they, yeah, it has
1: some unreleased
0: videos bro she was a ro- she's a robot there's some steals out there look on Google i'm gonna have look, to i'm gonna super oh, search they it they had a big ass apparently it was like millions of dollars they spent but they never dropped a video Cause they had broke up around like that time. So it was a wrap.
2: Must be nice to waste a million dollars on a video. You're never going to use. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to take a blast from the past and, 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 and holler at young yay Yusuf. Um, yeah. What's your connection with karate?
0: Um. Yeah. I took karate back when I was a kid. Like I would say like maybe like 10, no, no, like not like nine, nine, from nine to sixteen, I was active with it. Uh, it was just a fun way to keep me out of trouble and keep me active. And I was—I'm always—I was a big fan of martial arts, like Jean Claude Van Damme, and Jay Lee, and um, Chow Yun Fat, and just like a bunch of those guys. So Bruce Lee, obviously, Chuck Norris—I was just enamored with that. So my dad always, you know, wanted to put me in something that I liked. So karate was like the first thing that I just naturally wanted to do. On my own and then he just supported it and then as i got older i got into i got a couple black belts and then once you get 16 the division is like 16 through 18 and it was such a big gap because i i didn't hit my growth spurt until maybe i was like 17 so maybe like my first my year before college i hit my growth spurt i'm like 5 8 but i was like 5, four, five you know what i'm saying so it was such a discrepancy between the 16 year olds and the 18 year olds that I, a couple of times I competed and I got out alive and shit, but the fighting aspect was like, you know, it was just, I'm fighting grown men, size niggas, you know what I'm saying? So it just wasn't advantageous for me to just, yeah.
2: Yo, did you ever have any of those like cool Bruce Lee pants, you know, the black shits?
0: No, nah, yeah, you had to like uniforms called a gi. So okay. yeah, I had that. Um, I was in it, in Gary and then I went to another school in Chicago for like my, when I got older. So like when I was a kid from like eight, nine to 12, it was Gary, then 12 to 16, it was in Chicago and like a better school. And it was more, they traveled. We had like a travel team. We traveled all around the country. First time I went out to anywhere was with the traveling karate team. So like, that was my first time with like a good karate school, like as far as like fighting and shit. So it was different. It was like very like, Good Burger versus Mondo Burger type shit. It was, like, Mondo Burger. They had more money and more, like, sponsors. And so, we was, like, the competition was crazier. We had these two little white kids from Chicago who were, like, they was in movies and shit as kids and still coming to class. Like, it was in, like, real movie blade and shit like that. Yeah, it was crazy.
2: Yo, How did, how did your friends accept that? Like, did you have homies that was in your neighborhood? Because, like you mentioned, Gary is, like, – uh, uh it's, it's a rough environment right and then you also said like Chicago too like how was that accepted like you know like going to school and be like yeah I got I gotta shake because I got a karate tournament I used to see kids all the time right it was in Compton they had a karate studio on Long Beach Boulevard in Palmer and I would see kids leave all the time and I was like damn I really want to do it but then I also be like nah that shit you know because everybody in my neighborhood played sports like basketball football and all that stuff so like they used to tease the karate but
0: i'm like yo these niggas can fight (laughs) well see the the thing about karate for me was we it was a basketball court like next door to the in the building so that was our thing before we started karate we played for an hour five on five afterwards we played five on five three on three 21 so like everybody there who was in karate could hoop or was athletic at something or at least play recreationally. So I never really looked at it differently from any other sport because um, it was more about discipline. And as a kid, I understood I needed discipline. Like, my dad did a pretty good job. But if I had the same attitude I had in school and in the house towards other people, I might get my ass beat or at least try it. So he was like, shit, you got to get adjusted to where if you want to have an attitude, you want to carry yourself a certain way, or you want to say something when somebody say something, you got to understand that, you know, things come with that or as ways to diffuse it. So my idea was going, wasn't about fighting or it really being a sport. It was just more about being smarter than kids my age, because I learned how to control myself and not snap and not get mad and da-da-da-da. So to me, it was, yeah, I never faced any backlash or, it was kids who, at my school who went to the same class. Like everybody played sports or did something. It was just, you know, it was regular.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I did karate out here for a little bit at uh, Van Ness Park. Trey knows where Van Ness Park is off of like Slawson yeah. and Van uh, And I got to like a yellow belt before I stopped. <laughs> so I didn't get to blue or black or none of that. Um, and I was like short as well. And I remember going to a karate tournament and, like, man, being undersized in karate was not fun, especially yeah. when, like you said, kids hit their growth spurts and it was like these long leg ass. Yeah, it's based like, off points and you know, shit. It's like yeah. based
0: on if you can fight, it's based on. Nah, so points, if you yeah. got reach and you got. Yeah. Halloween span you gonna ta- you know what i'm saying nigga ain't even get the chance so it was more like an art form rather than straight fighting like wrestling or boxing it's like and then you can have reach on you on boxing and shit but there's ways you can get close to him karate it's like you got the feet it ain't no way you can get close to a nigga
1: yep that's what happened i was like five two i was like probably like 11 or some shit went yeah. to the tournament I, and i was killer in class you know what i'm saying in class because everybody was pretty much our same size maybe a little bit yeah. taller but nothing like you know, you see kids from everywhere when you go to a tournament. So I, I matched up with this kid that was probably like five ten, long ass legs and shit, just <laughs> lanky ass nigga. And literally he just like, like put his fucking leg out nigga. And I, it was, it was done. You know, he got the points and he, <laughs> I got like one point on him and I yeah, was, I was hot. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel you being short in karate, but you said you got multiple black belts. So you have what, you, you studied? I got one in Taekwondo
0: one. and then yeah. one in Sh- Shorin Ryu, which is Japanese-based. Yeah. It's on the, uh, the island of Okinawa and shit. It's
1: That's right. Like you been to Japan? Yup, as a kid. Oh, you went as a kid? So you haven't been as an adult?
0: Nah, nah. I just went when I was, like, to some travel team shit.
1: Yeah. And so were they, like, crazy into uh karate and stuff out there?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a lifestyle it's not even like a it's not like basketball here it's not like a secondary thought to where you like it or it's like a it's a built-in lifestyle kind of just yeah. the way like not necessarily fighting but just like meditation and just like you know these cultures just have a different way of living and karate is just like a part of the lifestyle to where it's not like a, set, a separate thing that they do it's more like a lifestyle based so you know it was pretty cool Show.
1: You don't think you don't think that's comparable to kind of how basketball is to a lot of like like um, black community I mean, in America?
0: I feel it's comparable, but if, if I feel like out there it's like a not even a religion, but yeah. somewhat I feel like certain cultures have a connection to the art form yeah. that it just makes it different to where like, your great-great-great-great-grandparents could have been on the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Nine times out of 10, our great-great-grandparents wasn't watching Hoops, wasn't even around type shit, you know
1: what I'm no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, Look, That's that's, not- what I
0: feel like, that's the only difference, is more like a genetic thing almost to where um, if you're a kid born in a certain culture, you adopt these principles and then for you, like if you was a kid, your mom was meditating and doing yoga, correct. It's nothing for you to be a black belt and you're like 10. I knew kids like that whose parents and grandparents were on it to where it was just a built-in thing. They knew how to do splits and knew how to do all type of shit just because they yeah, thought it, it. they thought it was regular. Right. I get right. I think it might be comparable if your parents hooped or was big in the sports or there was somebody to where they got somewhere to where for some reason he was like, man, I don't know. I like basketball because I guess I always seen it. And my parents and my dad. So yeah, it's kind of like that. If your parents hooped or you're big brother or something like that
1: because i just felt like growing up in la like it was kind of like part of the culture like you didn't have to be a basketball player but everybody played basketball whether you was whack or whatever like everybody could shoot a jump shot shoot a three shoot a layup like like you know what i'm saying type feeling like everybody had a little basic whatever you know um I don't know if this tray on, but yeah, so, uh, but that's, but that's hard though. So do you do any karate stuff now? Do you fuck with any like, uh, gyms and shit out here?
0: Nah, I have, I haven't done this since I was probably 16.
1: Oh 16. damn. So you don't, you don't practice it at all anymore.
0: No, I just go, I just go to the gym just regular shit now. Um, but I, I think the discipline part stuck with me.
1: Yeah. Could, you think that translated I, to your, to your music and your creative side? Yeah, I'm real
0: disciplined as far as getting stuff done and getting up early at 6 a.m. and going to the gym and then writing songs and recording at 10 a.m. and being done by like, 12. And more efficient, I would say. Yeah.
2: Oh, for sure. I, like, my nigga, I, seen, I hopped on Instagram one time. You was doing a little shit where you push off the ground. You know how hard that shit is? A lot of people see it, but, like, nigga, that shit hard. You be twisting your fucking body. Off yeah. just like nigga that's that karate shit makes sense now yeah. i'm like yo this this like i met you in person like i know you 5'8 but i'm just saying like yeah. if people see you they probably not gonna think you as strong as you are you know what yeah. i'm saying and <laughs> then you see some shit like that i'm like yo this nigga's stronger shit because he's doing <laughs> some he's doing some shit that's unassisted like you literally pushing yourself off the ground then you twisting your body while you using all your weight like yeah. nah, that shit impressive as hell Um, you mentioned basketball where we compared you know if it was picked up or not what was your relationship with basketball growing up
0: Um, Northwest Indiana being out there we don't we didn't get pacer games all we got was Chicago so Bears Bulls all of that shit so I think I I just naturally gravitated towards the Bulls because my dad and a lady he was dating her brother was Craig Hodges Mm. I used to shoot threes with Craig Hodges like a fucking driveway as a little kid. This one he had to, I was a little little kid. So he I think he won a ring, what early 90s type of shit. He won. Yeah. Little-
2: so he won, he was the league leading three-point shooter and he got blackballed because yep. he was speaking out on all of the social injustice and he asked um Magic and MJ in 91 to boycott
0: Mm -hmm. so I was I remember I remember him you know what I'm saying like so he made me a Bulls fan and so that was like the first thing I got as a kid as like to play with was a basketball I had a little basketball and my dad got me a hoop and I would shoot out there and then he noticed I got really good at shooting the little ball. He was like, "Yo, we got to get you a bigger one." And I hated that because I was like, I was already so small. I'm like, "Bro, I can't shoot with this." this yeah, ball.
2: slingshotting was like, yeah.
0: it. Yeah, I'm like, it's not fun no more. And he was like, you know, do it for like a month. You, it'll start getting. Then my next door neighbor, his name is Boo Jackson. Uh, Guy rested dead. <clears throat> he was an older gentleman, but <clears throat> he like six seven, but as a. Some some for some reason, when older men look, were big. You didn't, they didn't, they ain't really look that tall to you. It was like, you know, old man. So I never really knew he was that tall until I, I got older. Come to find out, I went to a school field trip in Indianapolis to this museum, this Indianapolis Sports Museum, whatever, of like the enshrined people. And I see my neighbor as a young man enshrined in the Indianapolis Basketball Hall of Fame, and I was like, and his, I forget his real name. It was like something Jackson. I'm like nah that can't be him come to find out Brett had played for the Hawks for like six years the Celtics for one year and then overseas back in like the 60s or 70s or some shit Mm. so he you know he was out there passing me the ball when I was just like shooting around so he was just super nice and just just always just like rebounding for me and I thought that was cool as an adult to just be out there for two hours while I'm shooting just letting me get shots up so It was very therapeutic. I didn't have a lot of kids on my block, so I just made up players and leagues in my head and situations and, like, game time, clutch situations and just do run-throughs and shit like that, and um, it translated to me playing just recreationally. I never played on a team or nothing. I always had to work for my dad after school, so I never... I went out for the team once, eighth grade, and then I never really had time after school, but... Playing by myself, it translated to where I just learned how to shoot from distance, just from fucking around. To where like I was always going to be short, so that was just my thing. I had a rainbow three, and then I was good on defense. I just like to get in niggas' heads. Like my one of my favorite players is Roger Bell. I just like niggas like that.
2: That's funny. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to set that up. So you have you met him? Nah. Okay, we gonna we gonna set that up.
0: Yeah, I hey. just like dudes like that because niggas forget like Roger. He he could really score when he when he if he if they wanted him to like it was games when he right. was the fixers when he was younger he had dropped 19 sometimes just off of like just because he fucking wanted to so i just like dudes like that to where you might not run a play for him but if he opened he hit it he played defense uh so yeah just being i think a, just an isolated kid and just loving basketball it was something i could just teach myself and get some get some um some stress off i think
1: so being a, a smaller kid on the court. And knowing how to fight, but, like, talking shit on defense, did you ever get into any fights or? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We got like, into, like, little
0: spats here and there. Um, I always had the – I'm the type of person that as soon as the game was over, it was over, and then I might say some, like, say something to eat. You're like, nigga, what? He was just telling me. Yeah, I was one – I'm one of right. those people, like, it's only like that on the court. So I never – some niggas took it to heart. Uh, yeah, but that was just part of my game. Sometimes if I was having a bad game and I talk shit, that's the that's defense to me. That just right. sometimes I fuck with somebody like this dude missed five straight shots and still talking crazy. Right. It's just you know it was just fun to me to I think control some aspect of it. But yeah, I always got into little issues. But the only fight I ever got into was as in I was in college actually, and a dude I was cool with. He was a little older than me, but he always had a little something against me for just about his ex or something. Nothing ever happened. She just thought I was cute. And she was way older than me, too, so she, he just felt offended. So he always harbored that, and we hooped one time. And he and he hooped in high school. Like, he was, like, all four years, dropped, like, 16, 18, 22. Like, nigga was a hooper in high school, played for, in, in Indianapolis. Then went to, like, JUCO. So Duke a hoop, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't a big dude, like 5'10", so, like, an average height nigga. Right. He he was splashing me, but I was getting him back every time. And we won. It was it was 21 to 19. He scored six baskets. I scored five. But I was just talking crazy because I'm like, bro, you hoop before. How you let me. So I'm just talking crazy. He he said something like called me a bitch when he hit the shot. Every time I hit, I said bitch back. I'm like, all right, bitch. So every time he hit, he's like, bitch. And and I got the last bitch off. And I think (laughs) when I said it, everybody heard it. And then it just he was embarrassed. And he came at me. I, uh on some, on some hockey shit, I pulled his shirt over his head and I pieced the bike <laughs> And I,
1: dipped,
0: yeah. I dipped out because his homies were trying to jump me. Like they was trying to guard the entrance, so I had to run like across the court through like somebody else's game to get out the back. Because like they was just trying to just get at me. Because I, but yeah, yeah. it was. It, that was it. But it was worth it.
1: Yeah, it was worth it though.
0: Shout to one out there.
2: Was that uh? That was like some intramural shit.
0: Yeah, that was an IU. Okay.
2: Yeah, sound. That sounds about right. Um. <laughs> dang, speaking of IU, you know my man said Hudson. Yeah, legend, yeah. Yeah, said Hudson. Oh, my
0: boy, yeah, yeah, we was, yeah, we was there around the same time and shit. He was yeah, on no, the s- chat. S-
2: said he said a real one. <laughs> well, um dang, that's crazy. You shot so you shot with uh Craig Hodges, you know what I mean? You who hoop with bruh that you know that's in the hall. Yo, and you know who I
0: used to hold on, what's my man name? Hold up, i must I was just about to say his name, too, but he went to – Troy Troy Williams.
2: Okay, Troy Williams, yeah.
0: I know Troy Williams.
2: Yeah, yeah, he had game.
0: Bro, his first day, nigga, I was throwing nigga oops in the gym. We still talk about that. That's my boy. We still talk about that shit. First time he stepped foot, I was like, yo, you about to be a problem. He – I don't know. I'm so mad he didn't get his fair shake. Anytime he got – he was on the Grizzlies, the Rockets, the Knicks. Anytime he got a run, he did good. Like he, you know what I'm saying? Like I was my nigga, but it would I, I used to play with dudes like him, like just like freak athlete niggas. I'm like, I'm just throwing a ball up, bro. I ain't even finna really play with y'all niggas. I'm just throwing it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always fun when you play with a high flyer too, somebody that's like really locked in. Um, what's your connection with writing poetry?
0: Uh yeah, my my dad's a writer, so I got that from him. Um so I used to write poems as a kid. And obviously translated to music because I used to do it without a beat. Um, but I never was good at reciting my shit. It was too silent for me. I didn't like everybody just listening to me talk with nothing else going on. So I never could get over that. So I never really did too much. But I was always into like freestyling. And when I was a kid, I used to read books to my dad. Like, I couldn't read yet. But I would just freestyle stories to him and flip the pages like I'm reading him the book. And he always told me like, yo, you to just make up shit. But it was like, he said you would tie it in somehow at the end. You always tie it in as like a little kid, just tying it in. So he he always encouraged me to write. And um, you know, it definitely helped because that encouragement from like the start made me more comfortable with just writing in general. So yeah, I was too shy for poetry, but it was a good start for sure.
2: Yeah, so um I discovered you when did Art when did Art and Drugs come out? like 2014 2014 okay um and i like was on a random blog i don't even know who it was probably was ashley outrageous or something like that or nerd at the cool table one of them but i checked it out shit was cool i'm Mm -hmm. like you know so i started following you on soundcloud and then you know you just kept dropping shit, you know what I mean? Passion and patience. Yeah, Ali and Chill, you know what I mean? Uh Purple Sweet. You know what I mean? You can go down the line, you know what I mean? But Trap House Josie probably is my favorite body of work from you, you know what I mean? But you had a bunch of one-offs like Ring, Yeah. Die Kisser. I mean, you can go down the line, you know what I mean? Some of my personal faves. Yeah. But I remember the first time I played I played uh I played one of the songs uh, for uh, Nick DePaula and Brandon Jennings in Portland. It was a rainy day, and it just kind of felt the vibe.
0: Yeah.
2: It was dark and just, like, just really dreary. And I was like, yo, this, this kid's nice. Like, he got the sound, like, everything. So then when we went back to L.A., we threw the party, you remember. The yeah. strippers. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on that day. Yeah like a lot like it was it was strippers it was food yeah. you had berries on one side you had gummy bears you had hennessy and we played some of the tracks and you got to watch you know obviously the strippers dance but then people just live reactions of some of your tracks and shit and we just kind of vibed mm-hmm. um and like it's been super dope to watch your career blossom you know what i mean see your fans and shit like that and then obviously you know just just continue to do that. And then obviously now your behind the scenes your pen game. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned, writing poetry, that shit's paying off tremendously because you're credited, you know, you platinum now, doing your thing. Like, yeah, how's that feel? Just watching right. the growth and putting in the work. You know what I'm saying?
0: It's I think it's kind of hard to answer from my perspective because to me it don't feel like shit. It don't feel like it just feel like natural progression. It just feel like waking up, going to sleep eating you just feel like I I kind of look back when somebody talking to me like this and be like damn that was a long time ago and that was a different place in my life starting and trying to get the traction and even now like I'm new to a lot of people still you feel me because mm-hmm. I took breaks from back then up until now like I took gaps to where I just was focusing on different things or not as an artist or whatever so I'm just thankful that Like, I never even thought about if I could fall off, but if I would have, it would have happened just by me not dropping shit, and it never happened because people kept rediscovering shit, and I think that was the coolest thing that I never felt like I was on a clock. I never felt like I had to, you know, it just always felt like I was just living life and things are happening, and if it goes well, then it was supposed to, and if it don't, then maybe that too, so it, it feels like, you know, just just a natural, natural stride that I'm supposed to go with. So yeah, it's always kind of tough to quantify it. Um
1: what's what's been the highlight of, of your progression for you? Like just honestly like- I'm
0: very I'm I'm a very easy, simple person. Being able to not have to work a job, you know what I'm saying? Like little shit. Like I'm just solely dedicated to this. So as challenging as it is, is the basic rewards of just waking up and doing what I want yep. and trying to get to my goals and doing it my way. I think it's the most gratifying thing, just the basic level.
2: Yeah, I, I personally can relate to like not, I guess, I don't say specifically living in the moment, but just kind of taking that pause because life is going so fast and a lot of shit is happening. I will say, and I'm going to try to take my own advice. is just like at some point in time, like breathe and just like understand like each little moment, because like that shit happens so fast. Like dog, you gotta look up and you're like, fuck. All right. I got a number one. I remember when, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about where you can't walk outside and everybody playing the shit or just you're globally not being able to do that thing. And that's coming. So because I've watched every little step that you've taken. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you consistently believing in your work. You don't let nobody rush you. You know what I'm saying? Even though fans be like, yo, when it's coming out? You know what I mean? You know. And then it's in a situation of like looking at it like when it comes out and how it's received and other artists fucking with it and other artists needing you to be like, yo, I need this. Or can you pin this? Or how, you know, the direction of this? Or can I sample your track? You know what I mean? That lets you know that you're on the right path. But do take time to acknowledge it all because, man, this shit goes, this life shit go by so fast, dog. Like, I'm in fucking 2K. And Jason, me and Jason be like, I I, I can't play 2K no more. Because I'll be like, kind of.
1: It's like (laughs) certain things that, like, happen to you. Like, I feel like just as a person, like, and like your friends and you be like what the fuck like how did that happen? like and you could do some big shit some other shit niggas could be on billboards whatever and then be like oh okay whatever that's cool but it's like the 2k shit i'm just like bro that shit is a fucking amazing i
2: mean because like, i just was playing that shit two years ago so, I for, know, me, that's so, so for me to be like my player i can't play it no more because i'm like i'm talking to myself now at this point yeah. and it's weird because i'm just kind of like all right oh well, i'm enjoying that part but then it's been so much other bigger shit that done not happen. But that's like one of my like favorites because it's like if somebody didn't like me, but they like 2K, they oh. gotta see me. Yeah, <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? Like I'm stuck, bro. You can't like I'm and I, I'm the person on the game telling you that your my player's trash. Like, <laughs> like better, yeah, like you're not good, or you about to get traded or cut. Like that's my that's my role out there. Like it's, that that's fucking fire. But uh, <laughs> over like overall, man. We got a question on this show that we ask all our guests. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self?
0: Uh, I would have told me to start music early, right then and there. Um, yeah. And then I would have probably told me to major in it. If I go to college, study music in college. Um or I would have just told me to move to Bloomington and go to Ivy Tech and act like I went to IU and just save a lot of money and turn up and and put the music out on campus or something. Uh, uh, but I yeah, I just would have told me to just do it, do exactly what you're about to do. Really. Just just do that. Do what you feel because it, it's working out. You
1: know.
2: Yeah. Yo, Jason actually was in music. <laughs> at one point in time he's had a blogger he's at the blog era man he he had he had a couple of songs out. he's a rapper
1: yeah no, uh, i mean I'm more, I'm more of a producer but yeah i i produced uh dom kennedy's first uh mixtape the 25th hour That's uh, fine. yeah he's my cousin so you know we we came up like i was really into producing and like um i was a dj for a while and so you know i flipped that into making beats. I, was, I don't know if you know who Jay Wells is. Uh, he's a producer from out here. He, he worked with like Corrupt and like a bunch of like West Coast artists, the Licks and a bunch of people. But he was like the dude who had like the first MPC that I was able to use when I was like 17, yeah. 18. And it was funny because like how you were saying, like you used to write poetry. I did the same thing. Like I wrote poetry in class and then like Ice Cube's son went to fucking middle school with me. And we fucking battled in eighth grade in front of everybody. And that was like the moment where I was like, all right, I'm a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then fucking finding out that Dom had been writing shit. You know what I'm saying? He had a whole notebook of shit that he had been writing. And he started rapping. And that nigga was just like so smooth and cool with it. I'm like, all right, we a group. And I'm like, I'm going to make the beats. And I got Fruity Loops started learning how to make beats and shit. And then like, you know, all through high school, we just tried to put little tapes together and shit. And then when, right. I got, when I got out of high school, like, shit started sounding better. Niggas started trying to do little shows. And then he was like, all right, I'm gonna just do a solo shit, just make me some beats. And then like, I'm gonna put a project out. And then niggas did that. I started directing his videos and you know, as they say, the rest is history, but. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah Yeah. so if yeah, you so... ever
2: ever hear watermelon sunday that's that nigga verse on that shit <laughs> right,
0: that's fine yeah i like that song
2: i feel with that yeah yeah, yeah we wrote that
1: song i was that's fine yeah 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 but so now nah, it's, it, it's dope to always see like you know people's just ascending you know from like wherever they came from and like you know having a similar path with niggas and just knowing like people who multiple talents and creative and shit like as yeah. far as far, you know? shit, this
2: nigga modeling now shit, we gonna see this nigga i'll be oh, in yeah, new york sure. and be walking to times square like
0: oh yeah
2: oh, all right <laughs> hey. yeah, yeah man so oh, keep you know.
1: doing your shit bro because niggas fuck with your shit i got a bunch of fucking homies and homegirls who be you know yeah, what i'm saying talking hot. about your shit. so you, you're obviously doing the right thing obviously you Platinum and all that. So, you know, congratulations and much more success to you, bro. For real. All right,
0: man.
1: All right, yay, man. Thank you again for joining me.
0: My God, I appreciate you, Trey.
1: Growing up the same wins the game.